Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Esther, you're alive and you're back. I am alive. I'm back. I hope you missed me. I missed I'm back. you so much. <laughs> it was so fun talking to Kylie, but I'm I happy know. to see your face. That was such a good episode. Oh, thank you. You did like two hours like marathon <laughs> of talking know. with Kylie. By the end, I was like, okay, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> yeah, I was prepared for a solid hour and a half. Once you get you to prepared two hours, for a half K and you did a whole, whole yeah, like exactly. full marathon. But I'm so glad that you're alive. Thank you. I'm glad to be alive. Esther left for this work trip in the midst of trying to lock down an apartment to move into. <laughs> so I'm surprised that she didn't just like walk into the ocean and never turn back. Well, I was I was at the point where I'm like, okay, I quit. Like if this doesn't work out, I am just going to live in a box with my dog and my husband and other people can deal with it. No, like, come to California and live with me. Yeah. That's the good thing. It's like, since I'm knowing so many people, like Kylie's like, come to Detroit. And like, you're like, come to California. My parents are kind of like, come home. And I'm like, ah. It does <laughs> so make it more choices. complicated that your husband would need like to deal with immigration to make that happen. Yes. <laughs> we yes. can't just be like, come here, live here now. It's like, oh yeah. More complicated than <laughs> more that. More complicated than that. Especially in the political climate that is there right now. Yeah, yes. exactly. We, I've already had to coach him, like, going through, like, immigration just to fly there for two weeks, like, let alone trying to live Like, don't make any jokes. There. Don't try no. to be cute and funny. No. They, they hate it. They hate, they it, hate it when it. I do it, and I have every single privilege to, like, walk through it easily. I'm still, like, just such an idiot, and I no. make such stupid jokes when I'm nervous. <laughs> No, I tell every time we fly, I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, wear a football jersey, wear a football jersey, college football jersey of like some college football, like not even like USA, like just a football jersey. People like they don't ask questions. Yeah. If he's wearing a Tennessee sweatshirt, that's like very bright orange. It's very specific. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not like USA, like just general. Yeah. And nobody's buying a Tennessee sweatshirt unless they have some connection with the state of Tennessee. Yes. Otherwise, especially that bright ugly color. It is such an ugly color. I worked at Hobby Lobby for like two years in the fabrics department and UT color is like trademarked. Oh my so gosh. you cannot like buy the specific UT color unless it's printed from like UT yeah. basically. Yeah. So everyone always come in like, why is this fabric so expensive? Cause it's like $12 a yard. Oh my God. It's not even like four or $5. It's like $12 a yard. That's and I'm like, crazy. it's like UT trademark, but I have some nice muslin over here. That's dyed close enough <laughs> yeah, that you can exactly. get by. <laughs> Nobody will notice, man. What a different time in your life. The Hobby oh, I Lobby know. years. <laughs> This was way before any of, like, the birth control controversy. This is, like, way long ago. This <laughs> well, is, like, 15 doing years it. ago. Yeah, they exactly. Are. But like you were also opened. just, like, in su- such a different <laughs> time oh, in your yes. life. <laughs> oh, yes. Totally different. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy that the combination of you being on a work trip and also trying to figure out housing stuff didn't actually kill you. I'm really, really happy about that. Uh, thank you. And but I have an address now. I, you have a new address, and you're actively moving, and we're still recording the podcast, which is I somehow pretty amazing. <laughs> this is like the last thing I have not packed. I have packed <laughs> basically all my underwear. I have packed everything but like five sets of clothing and some towels. I really would like you and to post mic. a picture of the glass that you're drinking your really oh. beautiful wine out of because it is <laughs> probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It's an Orlando <laughs> rainforest, Florida, cafe. rainforest cafe, <laughs> like, like hurricane giant cup. cup. <laughs> yes. 
but it because because we haven't like packed it that's the last thing we need newspaper to pack the glassware and that's yeah. like one of the last few things we've packed so <laughs> i'm like well what am i gonna drink wine out of and i'm like well this is big enough okay i, I love it because it makes it seem like so much fun it's like the most <laughs> fun glass of wine you've ever had is, to me too it's like the most trailer trash thing i've probably ever done in my entire life like <laughs> no when you're moving no. rules don't exist about that they sort don't, of thing i hope not none of it matters <laughs> Oh, I went to the flower, the wholesale flower place yesterday to get some oh, you uh, did? leaves for like styling our wildly tarot deck that I am shooting oh, this yes. week to put on the website for pre-orders Yay! on September 1st. Uh, but anyway, and my uh, greenery was wrapped up in a Korean newspaper. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Okay. Well, can I you was send like, it to me? Because I need to <laughs> I know. It's like two sheets. I'll send it. It'll cost me $45 to send to, to you. To send. <laughs> I love it. Worth it. I'm so helpful. <laughs> Thank you for helping me move, Holly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever I can do. <laughs> Shall we get into this? Yes, because I'm doing car of the day. I'm. Why is my outline? I'm not even my put together today. I looked the outline like twice, <laughs> and I've forgotten everything. Okay, I'm mostly so, just concerned because my our contractors will be here at seven thirty, and if I haven't showered by then, then I don't get to shower because oh, we're okay. using. Okay, turn off the water. Yeah, no, 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 not <laughs> because they're turning out the water. Because I'm because sh- we created a little shower cubicle outside, but oh, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. see inside to the shower cubicle from the kitchen. So if I'm naked in there and somebody's in the house, they will definitely see my bare ass. It's not oh. worth it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> I know. I know you. I've known you guys for a week and a half. Welcome to my bare ass. I'm using Way Home Terror today because awesome. it's one of the only few decks I have out. And it's on on theme for our post. It is. Oh, we haven't even told anyone what we're reviewing. I know we haven't. <laughs> Do you want to tell them what we're reviewing? Yeah. So today we're reviewing postcards from the liminal space, which is why using the Way Home Tarot for card of the day is thematically appropriate because it shares a creator. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. And they're both sold the same website exclusively. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and Four of Swords. Oh, it's what we are. Yeah. Flew out. I mean, maybe us talking is four of swordsy because it's like a moment of respite for both of us to be with each yes. other instead of like trying to get a million <laughs> things done. <laughs> trying to like control the chaos around us. Mm-hmm. And I like the four of swords because I've always been picture like in pictured. Look at me. In pictured. <laughs> I've always envisioned. There we go. See, is this envisioned. what we get for you haven't spoken to another like primarily English speaker? And for like in two, two weeks, weeks because we <laughs> yeah. haven't recorded. So yeah. all of your language is I'm just like, gone. Nothing's, everything's just out of my head. Uh, I've <laughs> always envisioned the Four of Swords like as the rest in the midst of a storm. Yeah, exactly. And I really like that kind of picture of it. Totally. Like where there's stuff that's going on around you. So we're kind of both between the, our, my apartment moving and your bathroom renovation. <sighs> we're resting with each other in the midst <laughs> exactly, of the storm. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I do too. Uh, that's wonderful. So we'll do our first question now. How about that? It's from our friend Sarah. And Sarah says, 
I'm a PhD student who's approaching that point in coursework where I need to decide on a track. I'm studying stats and research methods, so I have the choice to go qualitative, go quantitative, or be difficult and go a mixed methods route. I've been wavering back and forth between the tracks. My work wants me to go quantitative. One of the qualitative professors is suggesting a qualitative track, but I think I want to do mixed methods. I've tried doing readings for myself to help decide, but they keep coming out all muddy. Any advice from the cards on choosing between the three options? So I actually did a multiple track spread this past weekend. Oh, perfect. Because one of the uh, people I read cards for they wanted to know like creatively where they should go. So they wanted to like music, oh, video fun. editing, crafting or food. And so like I just did specific spaces and pulled a couple cards for each oh, like awesome. thing. And that kind of clarified. So I think that something like that would be beneficial for this question. Let's do it. Okay. These are all math words. And I know. I, I know. I'm not good with math. Sarah, I'm just warning you now that we're going to fuck up quantitative and qualitative over and over again, but we'll try to catch ourselves and correct it. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll just focus on one of them at a time yeah, and finish so that one, and then move forth. on to the next one. Good idea. <laughs> so, good idea. So we don't have to compare both. Of those. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I took four math classes in college. Two of them remedial. So. <laughs> This is what you're working with, Sarah. (laughs) I know. I took a class that was called, um, oh, shoot. It was basically like credit card, like how to use Oh, yes. I did that class too. Yes. And then I also took one stats class. So my brain does not (laughs) work for this. And then the two remedial classes to get me up to get those classes. Yeah, before you can start on (laughs) those. Before I can even do those. (laughs) I didn't even take math my senior year of high school. Oh, Cause I, I just, just hate really, it. I mean, I know it's so weird, but I'm so proud of you, Sarah. I'm so, so proud I'm not, of you. I'm really amazed by people who Very love it. admiring you at this moment. Exactly. Sarah, we need to answer your question. Okay. Qual- let's focus on qualitative first. Okay. Qualitative mathing. Okay. First, right. It's qualitative math. statistics yes. and research. Okay. I know what all of those words mean individually. <laughs> <laughs> qualitative yeah we'll do qualitative first do you want to each pull a card about like what what doing qualitative statistics and research would look like what kind of be like yeah okay qualitative qualitative (laughs) (laughs) what did you get i got the two of swords (laughs) thanks a lot thanks a lot we know (laughs) um and i got the eight of wands I wonder if this is another case where she's already had to make a decision because this well, this question came in like five weeks ago. Oh, maybe. Maybe we should ask the cards first. Have they made the decision? Yeah. <laughs> already been a decision made. I got the three of petals. So Which yeah, is I the think three of. Oh, oh, sorry. The three of pentacles. Pentacles. Okay. Yeah. I've, I'm sorry. I was like petals. I'm using earth bones. Yeah. <laughs> I should have probably translated that. <laughs> uh, I think she's already made the decision. You think she made a decision? Yeah. Okay. Or even if she hasn't officially, even just based on how They're the just question her worded, brain... she knows what yeah. she wants. Yeah. So it seems like the, qua- if the we're talking about quantitative. Qualitative. 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 Yes. <laughs> See? The first one is qualitative. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for sure. So the two of swords with the eight of Maybe wands. just like the fast decision she had to make without us. Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah. Because it's the beginning of the semester and they needed classes. Yeah, that's take. probably true. Yeah, <laughs> I concur. Good job, Holly. <laughs> we got okay. So maybe we should still pull for quantitative. 
Okay, let's see. Yeah, let's, let's see. If, because that could also, the two of swords, yeah, the two of swords with the eight of wands is kind of like you were forced into making a quick decision that you weren't really ready to. Yeah. So even Wanted if that is it. where you landed, I bet that there's ways for you to back out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. What are we doing now? Quantitative. 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 Okay. I got the ace of wands for quantitative. And I got the two of wands for quantitative. Oh. So this is what she must have Probably decided what, on. This was the one that the professor encouraged her to go for, right? Yeah. Nope. Professor encouraged qual. Her work wanted her to go to quant. Yeah. So this seems more like you'd be planning for like moving forward in the future sort yeah. of tracky stuff. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's work. Yeah, totally. Especially if you like work or like the place you're the working. Job, you're yeah. like, maybe I'll do this for them. Yeah. Let's do a mixed methods and then we can see what that says and then kind of like revisit it all to try yeah. to bring it together. Because otherwise we're like... <laughs> Yeah, we all are all over, over the place, place today. With this question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Yeah, all right. This is the only problem with having the online forum is that we got so many more questions we did. <laughs> than we were expecting, which is awesome, but it does make yeah. it a little bit tricky because we're trying to get through stuff and some stuff is time sensitive. Maybe I should add that component, like a check mark on the new form oh, on the new website. Yeah. Like, is this time sensitive? Like, when do you need this by? And well, then, like, still have, we'd have to date. say something like that we can't guarantee that we'll get to it, but like, what time period is this? Yeah, what time in? period? Yeah, we'll just finish. Yeah, we can prioritize. That's a good idea. Yeah, things to think about. All right, so a mixed method. Do you have your card? I've already pulled mine. Oh, what's your card? The sun. And I got the wheel of fortune because this is the one that they wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like to me, and that's like their joy. That's where they're like they thrive. Look at me being like nice to the sun. Like, look at I me. I know. Holly. You're doing such a good job. So maybe <laughs> Sarah hasn't made this decision. And for the qualitative. Okay, first one, qualitative was the first one with the two of swords and the eight of wands. Yeah. So maybe that's like almost being forced to make a decision. Like the way that that would end up working out is that you would feel like you were having to move way too fast and you weren't that excited about it. And to me, the professor is pressuring them on yeah. this track. So to me, to me, that also could mean like you're feeling pressured to make a decision immediately. Well, and the eight of wands is so like extra. It's funny because the eight of wands is so external. It's like external forces. And yeah. the two of swords is so internal that that's like mm -hmm. where there's conflict is between mm -hmm. that like internal indecision and external like, let's do this. Let's go. Come on. Let's do this. Right. So that right. would make a lot of sense as like kind of the result of those of like or yeah, like if you follow yeah. the quantitative, if you followed that path, yeah, qualitative path, yeah. So to me, that's not necessarily like the best decision that we have before us, with because I think quantitative, no, qualitative, mm. yeah, qualitative was the ace of wands and the two of wands. No, quantitative was the ace of wands and two of wands, the one that her job yes. wanted. Yes, <laughs> Sarah, you asked the We're wrong trying. idiots this question. <laughs> dummies actually we're okay. not we're just not well, strong in this specific area yes they're both claws so we're our brains are not um functioning with us what okay so the one that changed it to i'm just gonna say the her, stories yeah i'm gonna say who wants her to do stuff okay. that's how i'm gonna oh, that's a good that also sounds way less dumb than <laughs> the number version versus the non-number version <laughs> we're back everybody i hope you love us yeah i hope you missed us <laughs> 
So I think the one that her job wants to do would be like beneficial for a career forward. Yeah, totally. Just because both the Ace of Wands and the two, and the Two of Wands, especially because they're both the beginnings of the suit, they're both filled yeah. with passion. I think that kind of sets her up to be in a good place in the future. Yeah, totally. If it makes any sense. But of course, with the, the what she wants to do, I think that they would thrive there. But it would be more. Um, Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Not off balance. What's the word I'm looking for? What are we doing right now as far as like our houses? What's our feeling? Because we're not settled. Upheaval. There we go. Upheaval. There, yeah, there'd be more. Uh, Upheaval is like really strong. But like there'd be more. Like, <laughs> That's you wouldn't how feel... I feel. <laughs> Nathan and I had a whole long conversation yesterday about how we're feeling so much upheaval that it's resulting in us being really, really nice to each other. Oh. Like we're both going so above and beyond with like other household chores and like checking in Aww. with each other and like being really present because we're both like on the verge of a breakdown. <laughs> so I, I am it. feeling upheaval, but unsettled might be unstable. There we go. That, that's what I'm looking for. Unstable. Like okay. where like you, like you would be feel like you're in an environment, you thriving and you really love it, but you'd feel more unstable as far as like a future goes. Right. Yeah, exactly. And because also with the, the wheel of fortune, fortune you'd be more kind of at the whims of what other people were looking for almost yeah. like, because you wouldn't have quite as like, specifically strong of a background in either so you would not be in total con- you'd be you'd have more fun that's where the sun comes yeah in. but you'd be a little bit less in control of what other people wanted from you with the right, wheel of fortune right. you kind of would be on this wheel just like hoping that other people appreciate the yeah. mix that you have yeah instead of like being super 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 heavily in one or the other Right, right. Okay, so do we want to pull cards for anything else to consider? Okay, I was also thinking that the three of pentacles is basically all these three things. Like, work, herself, and her professor. Yeah. So just FYI. That's oh, what that's I thought true. Of. Good call. All right, then maybe just a quick pep talk. Yeah, I think a pep talk would be good. Okay, so now we're going to do a pep talk. It's from Morgan's Tarot, which is very similarly <laughs> vibed to Liminal Space. Yeah. But more 70s, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Woo-woo. Woohoo! Oh, how many naked people are on Morgan's Tarot? That's what I want to know. How many bushes can we? There see aren't very tarot? many bushes, which is disappointing in a deck from the seventies. Seventies? Oh my god! The cult that I'm telling you about today—you are gonna fucking die over. <laughs> oh, There's no. so much nudity. I'm so excited. <laughs> You found the only nudist cult known to mankind. No, there's plenty, but that's not even true. You're just going to be like, what in the hell is happening? I cannot wait to tell you about it. It's going to be on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) We've started doing this thing on Patreon where we talk about cults. Last time we each told each other about a cult, but this time because Esther is like literally moving right now, I just researched a cult. Yeah. And... I'm so fucking excited about it. I, I'm so excited because I told her not to tell me what cult it was. So, like, it is going to be a surprise, everybody, for you and me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, pep talk card for Sarah. Things to kind of consider. Oh, good. One of the ones that's very, very strange. It is tomato, potato, eggplant, which, let me pull out the Morgan's Tarot booklet. That is like the smallest booklet. I, for real, just want to buy Morgan's Tarot and turn it into an Excel doc that you can search and, like, put alphabetically. Girl, that is a genius idea. <laughs> I think that I might have to do that. Okay, so, um, although we don't know what Sarah's research is about, so this could be totally relevant, but it says, 
Um, macrobiotic doctrine says that these vegetables are extremely yin, almost to the point of being poisonous. However, for most people, tomatoes, potatoes, and eggplants mean nourishment or practical considerations involving food. <laughs> what the fuck? Didn't you feel pep talked from that? Okay, so 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 yin I took from yin and yang. Yes, yes. So yes, yin yes. is like the fire, yin is like the power, and so you just kind of need to just be confident in your decision and make it. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, and then also uh, I pulled a second one because that was so. This is like how Morgan's Tarot is, which we'll have to review <laughs> at another point because I. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just because I want to buy it, and it's it's bonkers. Like there are some cards and postcards from the Little Space that are bonkers, but Morgan's Tarot is like thirty percent bananas. <laughs> but anyway, the it. second card that I pulled is who is watching the cosmic drama, and I think that that is kind of a reminder that your decision is like the most important. Like what you want is the most important because when it yeah. comes right down to it. When you're making decisions, there's all this kind of cosmic drama surrounding you where it feels like this life-changing choice. Who's really watching? Yeah. And who, and does their opinion matter? Yeah. And since my family motto is who cares, who cares or nobody cares specifically, I would say that it doesn't matter. It Really, only your choice matters. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Sarah, that was a mess. <laughs> that was a hot mess. But what else is new? So... <laughs> So please love us still because we... And if you need clarification, just message us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just do We that. owe it to you. We do. <laughs> Our second question for the episode is from Caitlin. They ask, so I have a kind of unique living situation. I live with my husband and my best friend. They're two different people. Not her husband is her best friend. Just, oh, good, good just distinction. Specifying. Yes, exactly. Two people. It's a living situation that works out really well most of the time. There is some tension coming from the fact that I find it easier to talk to my best friend, to open up to her, to be raw. I think the reason for this is that she and I have known each other for a long time, but also that she has been open and raw with me too, and my husband rarely is. So the question is, what can I do to be more comfortable opening up to my husband, and how can I encourage him to lean on me slash be more open and raw with me more? Good question. Part of me wonders, is this something she's worrying about or something that her husband's brought to her? Yeah, the original question was a little bit longer. She said that we could edit for length. Okay. Um, and it seems like he's kind of being like, no, it's okay. Like you're, I get, there's one part of the original question where she talks about how he says that she's more like advanced in her personal development. And so it makes sense that she would not want to talk to him about it because oh. He, like, isn't quite to that level yet. So I'm kind of wondering if there's, like, the conversations that she... Well, so that's part of the thing is that I think that it's really, really healthy to have... To not expect one person to be all things for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you... Like, for me, I have my husband and I have Esther and my sister. And Esther and my sister... Well, I have a lot of other people, too. But Esther and my sister hear so much... So much stuff <laughs> that I probably wouldn't share with Nathan because it's not yeah. something that he can, that I feel like he would necessarily be that capable of helping me with. Not because he is lacking in any way, just because no. it's like a different, exactly what I was talking about with, with uh, Caitlin. It's just like a different path. Like he doesn't care about how tarot stuff is going or how my spiritual development stuff is going. As long as it's making me happy, he's fine with it. And so I think that yeah. it would be strange if I started expecting him to share with me in that way. 
Mm-hmm. And it's healthy for me to have other people to go through, go to with it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Be- and especially like I'm, they call it international relationship because my husband is like obviously Korean and I'm an Not American Korean. and yeah. I speak English, hardly any Korean. He speaks Korean and a little bit of English. You speak so much Korean. Don't even minimize <laughs> yourself that way. And Holman no. speaks so much English. Like <laughs> I know that it's not like fluency level. No. But yeah. Yeah. Proficient. Both of you are we, very yeah, proficient. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. We like speak to each other in like both simultaneously like it's like together yeah woven together but that was one of the things like I had to deal with early on in my relationship because I'm used to like my family would share almost everything together like if stuff was going on my you know people knew but not having that with him initially because part of it is okay how much comprehension is there yeah and how much does it matter at the end of the day if he knows yeah you know it's kind of like I've so I that's how, how like and being like a cancer at heart like I want to share everything and I want to cry everything and I just want to like be like you don't you know, want to like, cry everything or I you want to fight crying as long I as cry you everything, possibly yeah. can <laughs> yeah but it's just that, that I, I yearn for that like deeper emotional connection yeah. with all my friends and my husband yeah but I also had to re- like also set like realistic expectations because there are some things that affect me deeply yeah. that he can help speak into that he is very good about like, you know, you need to take, be proud of yourself. Like he's always giving me pep talks in that way. Yeah. But there's other things where it's like at the end of the day, if he knows and I have his opinion, it won't really make that much of a difference. Well, it's just he, me like, kind of He didn't know venting. about the tarot and witchy stuff for like eight months and eight you were months, doing it yeah. in your one bedroom shared apartment. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like not hidden, but he, it just because there's like, it you gave, know, he it was something you were space. doing on your own. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like something that he was like, talking to you about and it was something that i couldn't even to like other people explain so how can i explain it to my husband yeah, yeah. you know in that way like in in different ways so it's it's just like i'm just saying all this to say don't feel guilty for not sharing yeah exactly everything. exactly and i also think that there's just something really different about a relationship with a best friend because of the shared history and like i I don't know if there's anything necessarily like i when nathan and i first got married my sister lived with us for the first year and a half year and it worked really really well for the kind of that same reason like i had my sister who i obviously grew up with and who i felt 100 percent like judgment-free support from and Mm -hmm. when you're in a marriage you aim for that but sometimes you're still a little bit especially that first year of marriage when you're like combining finances and all of that shadow (laughs) stuff comes up and you're like oh my god how many tarot decks did I buy and why is my Capricorn husband looking at our bills (laughs) yeah no at that point it was like I didn't tell you how much student loan debt I was in and so whoop But anyway, all of this is just to say that, like, don't beat yourself up too much about that, Caitlin. We'll still answer your question, obviously. But if you feel like you're not really like, like, if you feel like everything is fine, except for you feel like you're not telling him as much as you would if your friend didn't live with you then that is okay. Like you don't have to share everything with every person. It's totally up to your own. If he's upset about it, obviously that's a different thing. And that's kind of where your question comes into play. But if it's more that you feel bad, then just, just give yourself a break. Give yourself, (laughs) yeah, yeah. give yourself grace, (laughs) shed that guilt. And like, and and if he's reaching out saying like, Hey, I want to know more and know you deeper. I think that's good thing. Yeah. Just don't assume that as guilt Just assume that as like a new opportunity to grow your relationship in a different exactly i love it so the first question was 
what can I do to be more comfortable with opening up to my husband? And I think that that's a good place to start. Yeah, obviously. I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, do you want to each pull a card or do you want to read for this one? And then I can pull cards for how can I encourage him to lean on me? Um, I like it when we both pull cards for the same question because okay. we can talk about them. Well, oh, also I had another thought. I think that it's oh, yeah. really, really normal for men specifically to be socialized to not want to share. Yes, like yes, from yes, the yes, time yes. that they're small, small children. Yes. So you're not battling about, I mean, not that this is a battle, but you're not like butting up against him as much yes. as you're butting up against society's expectation of how men interact with people in their lives. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit more hard also because he may be comfortable with sharing, but he's just been socialized to not. Mm-hmm. It's like I read some article like probably five years ago about how. Um, American men never have, or not never, but rarely have platonic touch in their lives as children or as like teens even, because it's so discouraged for guys to like touch each other, just like give each other hugs or like, you know, pat each other on the back or, and so much of like girlhood is like, you know, braiding each other's hair and like whatever, even though that's a cliche, there's a lot more platonic touch that's sort of allowed for young girls than there is for young boys. And that can be so damaging. Yeah. But I think that, like, today's youth are doing a good job of, like, rebelling against that. But even in our 30s, like, think about how little boys were, like, forced into not being affectionate as children. Oh, yeah. It's just sad. (sighs) So heartbreaking. Anyway, okay, so let's both pull four. What can I do to be more comfortable with opening up to my husband? Now that we've, like, spent a ton of time just giving advice. Being a therapist. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I got the fool. So just kind of start doing it. And I got the devil. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Okay, so brown I chicken, feel... <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But I also feel like the fool and the devil paired is kind of like removing expectations and starting mm-hmm. over. Like, so yeah. maybe having a conversation of like, what do you care to hear from me almost? Like, yeah. Is there an area of my life that you're feeling left out of and kind of yeah. starting over from the beginning and removing like, oh, he won't care about this or, mm-hmm. oh, this has nothing to do with him or whatever, because those expectations are holding you back and kind of like tying you down that double energy of like not yes, being able to yeah. move. And so if you kind of like reevaluate and talk to him about like, what is that, what he'd like to participate in more, you could start off totally afresh with like, okay, well now if you care about this aspect, if this is something that you're interested in, then I will share all of it with you. Yeah. But I yeah. also really like the idea of Esther's interpretation of the devil card, which is just talk about this stuff in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's like the, like, and just like work it out between you two because, and there may be like a component to that, like where, because when you're with each other in such an intimate way, it creates that vulnerability. Yeah. And that, like, it creates that, it kind of, to me, automatically kind of creates that moment of just you two. And just like boils down to just you as individuals, you're, I mean, everything, I mean, literally everything is stripped back. You're just there as you yourselves and you can just... And in Talk the about early stages, and... in early stages, in the early <laughs> days of dating, a lot of serious conversations happen, like you know, post-coital. Yeah, like you're yeah. laying in bed, you're like, oh, so anyway, childhood, blah blah blah. Like you can like have <laughs> yeah. those conversations, but then when you are with somebody for longer, that sometimes goes away, and so I mm-hmm. feel like it's almost like starting over with that whole like lying in bed chatting would yeah. be a good way to get to the point of seeing like what he wants to hear from you and yeah. what areas he is curious about in your life and all of that stuff. And like you said, that's time for just the two of you rather than like 
the household. Forcing time to like, oh, let's go on a date and specifically talk about this matter because we know this is a problem. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like more casual. Yeah, and it's kind of like you can sneak it in there. Like, hey, baby. Sneak it in there. You feeling good? What do you feel <laughs> left out about? <laughs> All right, so then how we can encourage him to lean on her more slash be open and raw. Millennia of patriarchy that you're up against there. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, what did you get? I got the emotional encouragement openness card, the Ace of Cups. Oh, and I got the Hermit. <laughs> Oh, which is weird. I think like he kind of confessed to her. Yeah. He needs more self-discovery. So I think empowering him in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. And, which goes and back being to like, the conversation. Like, yeah. Saying, what do you want to hear from me? And do you have anything you want me to hear? Right. And the Ace of Cups to me is like, when you're emotionally open with him, he'll be emotionally open back. Yeah. And then the hermit is almost like you're you can't force him to be more raw. So you have to like let him know that you're that you're interested in a safe spot and then he can sit with it and sort of think about it and then come back to you. So don't be that surprised if he doesn't immediately jump into sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And don't pressure him. Just let him be unto his own island. Yeah. Just like I was last week. Yeah. And then I also pulled the six of pentacles because you know how I am about pulling additional cards. So I think that that kind of like idea of like transference of information and like Mm -hmm. transference of self almost comes Mm -hmm. into play with that. Like saying, here's more about me and then waiting to receive more about him. Yeah. Good luck. Caitlin. We love you. Yeah. And we hope that everything works out with you both. Exactly. It will. If everything else is fine, except for the fact that you feel like you're not sharing as much with him as you once did. Yeah. You, you can get back to that spot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do we want to talk about Patreon a little bit? Because we have a Patreon shout out. We do have Patreon shout out. We have lots of stuff happening. Or happening. Yeah. We, In the midst of I know. Lives. We did a horrible job of timing this. <laughs> but basically, we, uh, we've we talked about this in the last couple of episodes. But now it's, like, really happening because the website's almost done. Yay! <laughs> you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. <laughs> we are opening up a shop for our deck. Yay! It's the mini version. So it's not a full tarot size, which I think is going to be even better for, like, keeping it around you, like, putting it mm-hmm. in your purse, using it frequently. Uh, we're adding some bonus cards. There's going to be moon phase cards in addition to the just regular tarot yeah, there cards. Yeah, done. Esther finished those today. And they today. look so great. They look so good. And so we'll post more pictures of the deck on our social media channels because now we actually have the mini version in hand, which I was waiting for. Um, yes. But we're opening pre-orders for that through wildlytarot.com on September 1st. And the reason that we're talking about this in the Patreon section is that that used to be a Patreon exclusive reward for the regular sized one. But after conferring with our Patreon supporters, uh, we decided that everyone would benefit from it being more widely available. So this other side of that coin is that Patreon supporters are going to have way fewer decisions to make. There's basically going to be like two tiers and you will get all of our bonus content, which is a lot of moon minutes, a lot of little episodes, outtake episodes, stuff like that. Um, the minute that you sign on as a $5 a month supporter. So we're trying to make it a little bit more smooth, a little bit less confusing. We're trying to make it so that everyone has access to this deck. Uh, Patreon supporters will be getting some sort of discount on it if they would like to have that version of the deck too. 
and we just have to do the math for that which yeah. we'll do at some math point with before. nathan we'll we'll make nathan do it yeah we'll make nathan do the math for that <laughs> <laughs> anyway do you want to pull a card for our patreon our new patreon supporter yes or do you want i me can to? all right uh and this wait just like my phone locked so oh I no name. sandy i was like is it sandy it is sandy is it sandy sandy, sandy. One, two. <laughs> i need to stop because they're probably not even from the south okay but you are you're allowed to let it out sandy your card is the high priestess oh i love Ooh, it i love it all right yeah, sandy. so if you're interested in a shout out and all of our bonus content you can go to patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast yay it is time for our deck of the week and we're talking about postcards from the liminal space by everyday magic everyday magic is a really really awesome magical store in north carolina it has a really big online presence so mm-hmm. i think all, both of us have definitely bought decks through their yeah. store before yeah. we even got these decks. And their crystals collection and candles collection is like out of this world. Yeah, it's a really awesome store and it's the creation of Bakara Wintner and Christian Berry. They released this deck earlier in the year and here's what they say about it and this is a beautiful, I included the whole thing because I loved it so much. Welcome to the liminal space. Chances are you're already here in that silent airport, empty stairwell feeling of a place and the inevitability and agony and aliveness of an unanswered. Now the liminal space is the recognition of the present moment as a threshold, the awareness that we are in between what was and what will be. This sensation has always been and will forevermore be the reason why humans reach for magic transient, dark and unstable. Those who dare to brave the void, find themselves at the depths of the mystery What is revealed behind these walls and under these floorboards will unearth the weakest and mightiest of our humanity and divinity. It is the muse of the brave hearts, seekers, artists, visionaries, scientists, and philosophers. The potency of a fully realized present in its sometimes ugly, but always beautiful truth. You are not alone in this uncertain place meant to guide comfort and aid in your safe passage. These messages will find you where you are in the dreams or the nightmares and accompany you through the shadow work to where you are going. They are the dark night of the soul's transmissions, the prayers uttered at the crossroads, the siren songs of the goddess, true products of love and chaos. It is our greatest hope that regardless of where you are or where, or what you are going through, these cards will help you stay, hold fast and keep faith. No matter how difficult life can become or how impossible it feels, you're not being led astray by your diasporic soul. This is a humble contribution to the great collective effort of all those finding their way home. Oh, I really like that. It does really summarize the deck actually really well. I know, exactly. <laughs> and it's a pretty woo deck. It is super woo-woo, everybody. Like, <laughs> probably the woo-wooiest of woo-woo decks that I have. So now for our general impressions and vibe. What are your first thoughts of this deck? Why did you buy this deck? My very first thought was, oh my gosh, this looks so much like Morgan's Tarot. Yes. Morgan's Tarot was a deck that was created in the 70s and it has the exact same art style, but it's a US games deck. It's mass market. It's a lot bigger. There's like twice as many cards and it has the same sort of like white background with black line drawing simplicity, Mm -hmm. which I really, really, really love. And so I love Morgan's Tarot. We talked about it briefly on when we were talking about deck modifications because I sanded the U.S. Games logo off of the fronts. So when I first saw Postcards from the Liminal Space... I was like, that's really, really similar to Morgan's Tarot. And it was a little bit weird for me because I was like, it's cool, but is it going to be different enough to like warrant having both? But I'm glad that I bought it because first of all, it was 
very affordable. It's like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And also it feels a little bit more modern. Like Morgan's yes. Tarot is very, very kind of like Age of Aquarius, like Woodstocky, kind of like it was, you know, Santa Cruz, basically Santa yeah. Cruz in the 70s. And Postcards from the Liminal Space has a similar visual look, but the feeling is a little bit more modern of messages mm-hmm. rather yes. than like some of the Morgan's Tarot cards are like, there is this one that's just totally blank, which I like. It's similar to the Cloak of Invisibility, but it doesn't even have oh, words yes. on it. Um, but some of the ones in the Morgan's Tarot are just very, very strange. I mean, it's still great, but I think that liminal space is just a little bit more modern and like, yeah, like present feeling, which makes sense. I actually saw this deck randomly in one of Bakara's like lives because they had stopped doing lives and then they started back again and it, and she'd have to just have to be on a live when I was on a bus. And so since I have nothing else better to do while I'm on a bus, I would just kind of started listening in and they were kind of previewing this deck and I, she pulled the card, no one is coming for you. And that was exactly like a mantra I'd made for myself after my sexual assault. Yeah. Like my, my mantra was be your own damn knight in shining armor. Yeah, totally. And no one is coming for you has a very similar meaning. So that's when I kind of knew like I wanted this deck. Like I'm not into line drawing styles. Yeah. Almost at all. I think this is the I only line them. drawing deck. <laughs> I love yeah. them so much. <laughs> I, I I think it's because sometimes line drawing, the lines are too chaotic. And this one strikes a nice balance visually where it's not too much chaos. It's kind of like, I think Morgan's Tarot probably would be okay for me as well. But some line drawn cards yeah. have too many lines and they're too chaotic. And so I cannot visually focus. This yeah. one's okay for me, like as far as focus wise. Yeah. So that's kind of what drew me to the deck first. And then, like, it's super witchy. Like, that's what I like about it, too. Like, it doesn't pull punches, like, trying to hide its witchiness. That's it kind true. of just kind of leans right into it. Like, there's one card, you know, there's a couple cards, like, Trash Magic, I think is the card name. Like, oh, yeah, so it doesn't yeah, even, yeah. like, it doesn't even, like, lean away from it or try to hide it. So that's what I like about it, too. It's kind of very bold and in your face sort of deck. And then I guess the other thing that we didn't even touch on is that the cardstock is really great. I love the cardstock. Like it's Absolutely a very perfect. well done deck. It is yes. slightly taller than Morgan's Tarot, so I can't integrate them with can't. each other. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> but it's like a linen finish. They're on the sturdier side. Mm-hmm. And they shuffle like a dream. I love I love like Crystal Unicorn and this deck are my two favorite decks to shuffle because they <laughs> shuffle just perfectly yeah it makes me so happy they're so great so what kind of readings have you used this for do you use this for will you use this for i like i mean we used morgan's tarot because we didn't feel like shuffling all of our cards back together for <laughs> earlier i like just pulling one or two although i mean it just kind of depends on how much time you have to be honest yes, because it's a little bit more like you need to spend some time with these cards yes like with tarot, you can do a quick spread because we're, we know the card meanings. And so yeah. like at a certain point, it just comes a little bit faster. But with this, they're also open to interpretation that if you wanted to use it in a big spread, which I totally think you could very effectively, oh, yeah. you would just need to be able to spend more time journaling basically. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a very deep deck. Like it hits places you didn't realize were tender and that needed to be like shattered. Yeah. Like the, not my monkey's not my story circus card like came up to me in like several significant points like like when I first got it and I was just like oh I am creating drama and feeding drama for no where reason. I don't need to do that yeah so totally. you know so it's kind of this it's kind of like it's not afraid to tell you like when you're trying like, to off, hide basically. stuff yeah yeah 
I really like yeah. yeah, I really like it. And it comes in a sturdy, like, two-piece box. Which oh, the I, box is amazing. The more people do that, the more I'm like, why do we even have tuck boxes? I know. The two Like, two-piece boxes, like, I've just kept those. And you know me, I throw away almost all the boxes. I know. But with the sturdy two pieces that are, like, the same size as the It's almost cards, like its own carrying case. Yeah. And I love that's it. That's what all yeah. cases are supposed to be, but. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> Oh, I did want to mention there is a card that I think is problematic. Oh. And that is Tribe of Dreams because I don't like the that they use tribe yeah. since that is more like native language and stuff yeah. like that. And I feel like as a spiritual community, we should kind of move it's away just, from And using I think that. people are generally, but so yeah. it'll still pop up and stuff. And it's like, stuff no, like stop that. Yeah. calling yourself a tribe. <laughs> the other thing is that you know that that's like, it's not a word that's specifically about indigenous people, but it functions that way and yes. so even though there are other sorts of ways to talk about tribes and other regions yeah. like it functions in our language as something that specifically refers to right like indigenous yeah. people in north america so just stop using it yeah <laughs> unless you're talking about that because to me it's like there are better words to say that like your people like finding your people yeah. or the, pe- the people of your dreams like at something that's not like appropriating language that's used to be associated with native yeah like people yeah like indigenous people so that was my kind of only pro- like i was kind of surprised to see it because bakara seems very aware on the front end of things and being sensitive and empathetic so anyway so yeah. I just, that was like my only like disappointment with the deck and so the yeah. thing is just that it's so commonly used in this community that i think it's going to take a little bit longer for yeah everyone to stop but yeah People are more aware about like white sage and stuff, so hopefully yeah. it'll go the same. Start way to go that. away, but exactly. yeah, we just need to do better. That's what I'm kind of exactly. Saying. But we still love the deck. That's not yeah, we still love the deck. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, what are we? What are your favorite cards? How many do you have? I have six. Okay. I really, really love the "You Are Not Alone in This Uncertain Place" one oh, with the yes. aliens. I think that that is so pretty. It's like one of the yeah. darker cards because it has a black background, but I just think that that's such a beautiful message. The "What Is Chaos to the Fly Is Harmony to the Spider" is weird because it's the only one that's in that format of just one panel. Yes, but I really, really like it. And since so I pretty. love spiders, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. love spiders, but I appreciate spiders a lot. <laughs> You don't love spiders at night on your face, no. but you do appreciate spiders in general. Exactly. I just thought that that was really sweet. And then what loves you, loves you back with the hanging plant. I just oh, love a hanging plant. Yeah. And also I really like that message. The meaning is so nice. The meaning is so nice. And we can spend so much time trying to like get things to work for us. Mm-hmm. But also if we're not like devoting a lot of energy to it, then it probably won't work for us. And I think that that's kind of like the message of that that I love. Yeah. I also really like drink water because that's so straightforward. <laughs> I love that so much. Great. And also yeah. I'm always having to remind myself of that. Um, protect your ecosystem is this heart that's, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I just dropped the card directly onto my mic. Um, It's a heart that's covered in wildflowers. Yes. And so it kind of has both like the environmental component and the self-care component because of that. And I really like it. And then last but not least, this is probably my actual favorite card because there was the children's book that is very similar. The interdependence card is a crocodile with a bird in its mouth. Oh, yes. And I don't know if you ever read this book as a child, but it was called Bill and Pete. No, I don't think I did read okay, that. Okay, it's so cute. It's by the same person that illustrated Streganona, if that's one that you are familiar with. Nope. 
Okay, but it, probably not because there's witches in that. No, I think it's more because there's witches, not because <laughs> okay, of that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but no, Bill and Pete is the story about Bill and his toothbrush Pete. And his okay. toothbrush Pete is a bird. Oh. And they're like each other's best friends. And they it, like is a children's book that shows them from like when they're little babies. Yeah. Up through some adulthood. And like there's some poaching stuff that happens because it's a children's oh, book. And yeah, so there course, has to be yeah. a plot of some sort. But it's so cute. And the colors in Bill and Pete are amazing. And we I think I held on to that for way longer than like you normally would have a children's book just because I liked the illustrations so much. Yeah. And I just love I love that sort of like crocodile and its toothbrush sort of thing. And so that card makes me really happy. I love the interdependence of crocodiles and alligators who have birds that like eat from their mouth i just think yeah that's so crazy that nature so developed cool. that way yeah it's just so bananas anyway how it. many favorite cards did you end up with okay i have six favorite cards yay so we both but i six. also kind of want to mention a card that i like have feelings okay so <laughs> god is a goddess the meaning makes absolutely no sense in the book I oh, we really? had we parsed this is the one that in, in our Facebook group that I, another member and I had problems with because the meaning is so like so deep and you're like what does that mean? <laughs> so I do want to say like don't like be afraid of it obviously but yeah. just know that you're not alone in this uncertain place. What the fuck is going? You're totally right. <laughs> Would you like to read it for our listeners since they... So the end ends up making a little bit of sense, but the first couple of sentences, you're like, what? Okay, so... What? So the other thing that I want to say is that normally we don't choose, like, least favorite cards, and the reason for that is that a tarot deck has 78 cards, as we know. Right. And Oracle decks vary so, so significantly. And this deck is just not that big. No, it's 40-something cards, I think. Yeah, so with a tarot deck you don't really notice your least favorite because they're one of so many, like proportionally one bad card doesn't make that big of a, or one confusing card doesn't make that big of a difference. But in a deck that's smaller like this, one card that is confusing can be like really stick out in your mind because Mm -hmm. you're like, wait a second. And it's just not that big proportionally. Right. Um, So that's one of the reasons why like Esther's (laughs) obsessed with this deck. So I love this deck saying anything bad about it. She's just saying that this is confusing. And I think it's just the sentence. Okay. So God is a goddess. Uh, Like dark and light, the separation of the God and goddess is illusory. This language has been passed down to describe the phenomenon that gives animation and form to our world. A father and a mother are the god and goddess of their progeny, and the distinction between these energies are as simple as the roles played in such fundamental creation. You are the highest force in the universe to any living thing under your care, just as you are under the care of higher forces. The energy of the god and goddess are archetypical, but the forms they may embody are as varied as the vessels surrounding you. From the ecstatically gentle to the unfathomably brutal, anything made manifest in our physical reality is the work of the god or goddess, which may or may not be you, but always could be. This is exact, <laughs> This is what Morgan's tarot is like, though, too, Esther. It's just, like, I know. It's just very all over the place. Okay. To believe there can be beauty, love, and creation without destruction, chaos, and death, to cast one as divine and another as malevolent ensures the alienation of opposites that fundamentally require each other for wholeness. So I think that what they're going for here is that the God and goddess are not separate. Yes. That you have the good and the bad simultaneously that kind of coincide together. But that's where it loses me because it's not like people think the goddess is bad. No, or that the God is bad. Maybe like they're, I don't know. But like if I pull this as a card, it's like, this is your advice card. A God is a goddess. (laughs) What am I supposed to say? Like. (laughs) 
true. Like maybe it's, I think it's maybe just like the, there's good and bad and bad inside the good I think and yin and yang. Yeah, I can see that, stuff. but I just don't. I mean, who the market of this card is not people like Christians who think that the goddess is evil. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not like it's like the people who are buying this deck are not people who are anti-pagan and yeah. in so many pagan traditions there is that duality of god and goddess especially yeah. wicca but like a lot of like celtic right. faith like there's just a Patheons, lot where yeah. that's already there so it almost seems like it's missing the target audience because nobody who buys an oracle deck is going to be somebody who doesn't think see that already I guess yeah I mean unless they're fully atheist but even atheist witches still understand that there's that the concept of the like tradition. the duality of yeah huh. so that's, that was the only card that that's kind of like I wouldn't say it's frustrating but it, like when I was doing like those one card readings like, like when what I first you... got the deck oh yeah that was so fun and like like 60 people wanted readings and I pulled this card I was like so one of us to say yeah what God is a goddess. Thanks. I appreciate it. So like, so you'll get those kind of cards with Morgan's Terror and this deck. We're just kind of like, and this meeting is supposed to apply to me. How? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why it's so much fun because. They're yeah, like, that's true. I mean, the hard thing is that they can feel so deep, but the fun thing is that sometimes they're just not. Yeah. And so that makes it funny too. Like drink water. Like, I mean, obviously that's about nourishment and taking care of yourself, but also it's just a hilarious. It's just fucking hilarious. Like drink water. Okay. okay you got it. <laughs> Will do. You calm down, drink a cup of water. Yeah. So. <laughs> Back Sorry. to my favorite cards. Yeah, let's talk about your favorite cards. <laughs> of course, you all know the reason I bought the deck was no one is coming for you. That's probably my ultimate favorite card of the deck, just because because it was like a lesson I had to learn on my own, like coming just here to Korea. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, no one's coming for me in America to save me from anything, so I need to save myself. Even though I threaten to come to Korea regularly, especially you throughout this whole house buying process. Like, <laughs> Don't make me come over there. Don't make me go there. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how frank this deck is because yeah. I think especially like in that's why I like Lenormand sometimes, but sometimes Lenormand can be too on the nose. You're like, wait, what kind of on the nose are we talking about here? <laughs> this deck is really frank in the way, like it's not all about you. There's like a card that like, it's not about you. Yeah. Thank you for telling me that it's not about you. Not my monkeys, not my circus. That's like, get out of the drama, stay out of the drama. You don't need that in your life. Yeah. You're playing yourself. I really Love. like that so message. So are those all of your favorite cards? Those are like my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Those are like a, like a slew of favorites just because those are just like in your face, bold messages. Like, because sometimes I get so enwrapped within stuff that's going on yeah. and get so focused that I need that like snap out of it sort of card. And, they, and these cards really deliver. Have you found that it really works deliver. for like existential dread too? Like you, yes. you spiral about environmental problems. Like yes. that's your huge trigger. Trigger. So yeah, if you're super trigger, yeah. worried about that and pull a card, would it not, do you feel like it would help with that? Not just like interpersonal stuff. Yeah. Because to me, like if there's room for interpretation or wiggle room, like I can wiggle out of that spiral. Yeah. But this is kind of like so much in your face and kind of like snaps you out of it. There's no room for wiggle mint. Yeah. Wiggle mint. I like it. Wiggle mint. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad to hear that it can like knock you out of existential spirals also. Yes. Because that's really, really, really helpful. Yes, yes. And I need to, like, turn to it more often for that reason, because, of course, in our climate, like, no pun intended, in our political climate, in our, like, literal climate, climate, climate. <laughs> any climate, you know, it's, I think it's a good deck for if you, if you have that need in your yeah, life to yeah, snap you out of it. Totally. Okay, and now I have two more yeah, cards that I really love. So I love 
no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Half a mile ahead. Absolutely not. I <laughs> oh, love yeah, that, that made, card. It laugh. cracks me up. Like, if you need a no in your life, this card is your no. And I love that. And there's also, like, a yes in this deck as well. So there's yes or no's. But I just love, like, absolutely not. West, 77. Absolutely not. A quarter of a mile ahead. You know, like, yeah, stuff like that. Totally. It's really cute. Like So cute. And then my last favorite card is actually Snake Medicine. And I just like the jars. It's very witchy card. Yeah. Like, the jars on the thing. Like, making your own magic. And, like... What does it actually say in the book about that, though? Because Snake Medicine is mean. It says, The alchemy by which the poison may be used as a remedy created the immunity necessary to effectively navigate safely inside otherwise poisoned ecosystems. Life will adapt to and evolve from even the most polluted and toxic environments. So it's kind of like making your own magic where you're at yeah. and adapting. So are we ready for pulling a card to represent our relationship with the deck? Heck yes! Yes! And then I think it'd be a good idea to read the meaning instead of kind of saying what we think yeah. the meaning oh, that's is. Great because idea. it gives the people a feel of what the meaning of the card is. Totally. I don't think we've each pulled the same card ever. Nope. In one of these. Literally never. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, huh. <laughs> Maybe we will today. Uh-huh, let's see. Maybe we'll break that streak. <laughs> I got mood. <laughs> I do like that. Seven. Let's it's see. A... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, I did. I got, oh, I got Mama Aya. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. You're going to have to read it out loud, girlfriend. Okay. Uh, All 400 paragraphs of it. Do you... <laughs> I'll start because it's, it's long. Yeah. Okay. So Mama Aya. Regardless of how beneficial it is to heal, there is grief implicit to the process, in the process. We were born whole and must relive the brokenness we experienced along the way in an attempt to return to a wholeness that will never truly be ours again. What we get instead is wisdom. There are no guardrails in this life. People fall off the edge all the time, and even if you don't fall, off the edge is where we will all eventually end, will end up. <laughs> nice. The only true certainty for all of us is that this life will end, which is like, thanks. Yeah. I, I actually do telling. like remembering that sometimes. I'm like, eh. You, because you're an alien. Stop it. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and life cannot be stored up like currency. It will disappear the moment you attempt to hold it in your hands and examine it. It would stand to reason that this, whatever this is, is all we have. Ugh. The earth gives us clues that she wants us to heal. They can be found in various plants, flowers, herbs, vines, and fungi. In times of need, these seems seemingly silent organic forms may interact with the human body, facilitating a heightened awareness of the self and a connection to an array of cosmic archetypes eager to show you a piece of their sky. What the fuck does this card look like? <laughs> it's like it's like an earth with like an eye. So it's oh kind of like the God. ever like seeing goddess. Okay. Sort of this card. is just such a long explanation. It's so long. Okay. In return for a glimpse into their truth, they ask for your own to count your shackles and locate the missing keys that unlock the path of your freedom. And so by doing theirs as well. The raw edges of healing may be searing hot and razor sharp, but do not confuse the death of your wounds with the death of you. So I, I like, I took the, like, when I did this reading for like the 400 people that wanted this reading, when I drew this card, I simplified it to like healing not only takes like, Metaf- like metaphysical like earthy esoteric stuff but also takes you actually connecting with the earth and yeah. healing through like herbs and connecting like going outside I and like that. healing that way like using that as an accompaniment to your healing because that's what the earth does is heals itself and heals you good so. way to summarize i like it and then my card mood is change the vibe indulge your sensory experiences this is exactly what a taurus <laughs> wants to hear also by the way <laughs> 
A good meal or a walk in the woods will change your residence, if only slightly. While seemingly arbitrary, a simple shift will alter the larger course of things. And I love that that. because I had like, I don't know, just throughout the like last couple of months, as we've talked about innumerable times, it's been rocky. But this morning while I was making my coffee, I was like making up a little mantra as I was like watching the water pour through the coffee and kind of like trying to uplift my mood in that way. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking while I was doing it, like, man, what do you even like? I have, it's been so long since I did that, that I was like, what do you even like bring forth through this? And I was realizing like just saying happiness or peace is enough. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be some big giant thing. Yeah. And just just something simple that gets you through that moment. Yeah. And so just like that slight shift in mood is kind of what I'm after. Right. Yeah. But I think it's like that refocusing and readjusting. I think that's what this deck does really well. It kind of helps you refocus and adjust your perspective. Totally. Totally. So this deck makes me really happy. And I also think that 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 is why it came up because it's a funny, funny, funny deck. And I really like it. I really like this deck a lot. So next week on the podcast, we're going to revisit one that we did on HGA called Ethereal Vision. Yes. Yay! And it's a mass market deck that's really beautiful and gold. Yeah, and kind of a favorite. Pretty. Yep. All right. Well, that's our show. Esther, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so happy you're back. I came back. back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yay. Don't forget to send us your questions, wildlings. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form to submit questions with. That hopefully will be edited by next week to reflect a time necessity. Yes. Like, yes, 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 aspect. Yes, 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 yes. And also tell your friends about us and write and review us. We've had a couple more reviews come in on iTunes and they've Woo. made us really happy. So thank you so much for that. And you can find that on like iTunes, wherever your app you're using. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, you can support us on Patreon. We would love your support. You get lots of moon minutes and videos and episodes that you haven't heard here. Like today, we're talking about cults that I have no idea what to I am so excited to tell you about my cult. That I am excited. So you can find us on patreon.com slash Wally Tarot Podcast. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. Yay! We love you. We love you. I love you, Esther. <laughs> I love so you, Wally. back. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>